Yes, your money. 720 WGN with John Landecker at 835. And we're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about uh, protection for consumers with Herb Weisbaum. Uh, he's been on before. He'll be on again. He's an Emmy Award winning broadcaster, one of America's top consumer experts for more than 40 years. He's covered the consumer beat for CBS News, The Today Show, NBCNews.com. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and at ConsumerMan.com. And now you can also find him right here. Hey, Herb, how you doing? John, Happy New Year. It's been a little while. Yeah, it certainly has. I have to tell you right up front, and I mean this, there's no BS in this. You know, doing a show here at WGN, we have a variety of guests who come on who are expert in certain different avenues of business or whatever. Mm-hmm. But very rarely, at least for me, after the guest has been on, very rarely have I suddenly become aware of something going on that I had been warned by that guest that could happen, and now it seems to me it is happening, and this has happened twice with you. You've come on. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Are you kidding? I mean, well, that's my job. I mean, I I, I love my job because I help people and I try to protect them. You couldn't have a better career than that, except maybe being a boss jock in the 60s, you know? <laughs> well, let me tell you about my latest scam. Okay. All right. So I go on the Internet to I'm going to try to get some auto insurance quotes. Okay. And I'm on a I'm on a page on, you know, on Google and it's got a a menu there of a very reputable names, et cetera, et cetera. And I enter one of their portals and start filling out something and uh, put in a, some um, uh, numbers for my bank account. And then there is a, oops, I get a alert. Uh, sorry, there's something wrong with your card or whatever. And I go, okay. And that was that. So like two days later, I get this fraud alert from my bank that somebody is trying to take out, I don't know, 55 bucks from my bank account. And did Mm -hmm. do I know what that is? Do I approve it or deny it? And I denied it. And and who do I think of? You. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from past experience with you, John, I can say without a doubt that you just shouldn't use the Internet. I mean, that's the bottom line right now. I mean, you just just pick up the telephone and call a reputable insurance broker. It's, no kidding. Uh, but you should never have to put in any personal information like that ever to get an insurance quote. You might have to put in the make and model of the car, maybe what right. your age is. But right. you should, anybody that's asking you for that kind of personal information up front is uh, you run away as fast as possible. I'm glad that more damage wasn't done. But uh, And you could been could have even been on a fake shopping portal for a while, right. I know. But you oh. you got to be really careful about that kind of well, stuff. You know, as I say, I thought of you because here I am. I have you on the air. I'm uh, knowledgeable to a certain extent because of hearing your advice. And yet I yeah. almost fell right into it again. And thank God my bank has a, an alert and a fraud alert. Uh, yeah. And that, and that, that also helped me, obviously. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, before we go any further, you have something at, uh, here at WGN where WGN listeners can... Uh, take advantage of um, checkbook 
Yeah, you mean a freebie, yeah. a genuine yeah. freebie? A, a real freebie. This is not a, a legitimate scam. freebie with no yeah. strings attached. Yes. Um, yeah. As you know, I, I am a contributing editor at Checkbook.org. It's a publication that rates services in seven cities in the country, including right there in Chicagoland. We've been doing this for about 40 years now, and uh, we don't get, take any advertisement. We don't take any money to, to place ratings like some services do. We have members in different areas who rate services and undercover shoppers and mystery shoppers, etc. And uh, for your listeners, if you go to checkbook.org slash WGN radio slash free, you can get a free subscription until April the 5th and check out the ratings. We rate thousands and thousands of different service companies in the Chicagoland area, painters and kennels and doctors and dentists and you name it. We, we hardware stores and you name it. We rate it once again, checkbook.org slash WGN radio, the only station you should listen to in Chicago <laughs> slash free. And you can, uh, we'd love for you to join because we have ratings. We're, we're uh, supported by members, but you don't have to. There's no obligation whatsoever. This is my little way of thank, thanking you, Mr. Landecker, for putting me on the show. Well, uh, thank you. And I hope uh, listeners avail themselves of it because you can't know too much when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, speaking of knowing, uh, Herb has an article, uh, the Consumer Man, uh, last updated March 6, 2023, Expert Advice, Seven Tips to Help You Be a Better Consumer. I've read it. Uh, some of these I thought I was aware of. Others answered questions for me that I had in my mind. And, you know, let's go through them and I'll tell you where I was on all of this. Uh, okay, so just I'll start with number one. Just start with number yeah, one or do you want to pick one? No, no, go ahead. Park. No, let's do okay. them all. Okay, and the reason why I wrote this, John, is this is my favorite week of the year. This is National Consumer Protection Week. I live for this week every single year, but you should be a good consumer 52 weeks of the year. So I asked a bunch of consumer experts I deal with all the time, give me a tip. What tip would you like to share with our readers if you were to help folks, to help them all year long? So tip number one, which came from my boss, Checkbook's executive editor, Kevin Brassler, was pay with a credit card. One of the best ways you can protect yourself against fraud and also bad service because Based on the Fair Credit Billing Act, which regulates credit cards, if you don't receive the merchandise you were promised, it doesn't, re- it doesn't arrive. If it's not what you were promised or broken, if a contractor or an auto mechanic or someone like that, a roofing does lousy work, you can challenge the charge with the credit card company. They will investigate determine whether the complaint is justified while they're investigating that charge is pulled off of your account you don't have to pay for it you're not charged interest on it it is pulled aside while i investigate normally about 90 days and then if they decide in your favor you get the money back or you don't have to pay that bill and the money is taken out of the account of the merchant or the contractor or whatever called a chargeback And we have found over the years that credit card companies overwhelmingly side on behalf of consumers when there are these disputes. It's not guaranteed. They're starting to crack down just a little more because so many people are trying to commit fraud by doing this, by doing illegitimate chargeback requests. But it's one of those defense mechanisms that you have if something goes wrong that you don't have with a debit card and you don't have with these mm. peer-to-peer apps like oh, Dell yeah. and Venmo and all yeah. that kind of stuff. This is There's nothing, a lot of people tell me, John, when I make speeches, I just don't use credit cards. You know, there, there's something wrong with credit cards. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with credit cards. They're not evil. 
If you can be responsible and not overspend, you right. pay the bill in full every month. You get all That's... the benefits of the credit card. I get points. I'm I'm traveling back east, and I'm based on points. I'm getting three free nights at a hotel in Manhattan, all based on my points. I save fifteen hundred dollars. I got that by using my credit card responsibly. Plus, I get this fraud protection, and I don't pay any interest because I pay my bill off in full every month. That's the right way to use credit cards. They're not evil. It's how you use them that counts. Well, I think you hit on two very important things. First of all, you have to use them responsibly, and then ideally you pay them off every month. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get caught in a rabbit hole. At least that's right. been, I think that's that's been my experience. Like, yep. <laughs> can loaf that out there. Uh, it's like, oh, I'll just charge it. Um, so I became a little wary of credit cards, but hearing you talk about it, um, it sounds right on. And you mentioned peer-to-peer payment apps. Yeah. Uh, well, let me take a break because I want to get into this because this is that whole thing about uh, Zelle, et cetera, uh, yep. Venmo, that kind of thing that I've been hearing a lot about. Uh, sure. f- friends of mine using it. Uh, I haven't. And uh, and you shouldn't, John, based on your experience <laughs> with the Internet. Please don't. <laughs> we'll do more when we come back on 720 WGN. 720 WGN with John Landegger, Kirkung with uh, Herb Weisbaum, contributing editor to checkbook.org. And it just struck me during the break how dated that Pink Floyd intro is. I mean, I don't mean just <laughs> yes. as far as how old it is. The idea that somebody is actually using coins and cash is, well, we're about to talk about peer, peer-to-peer payment apps. I mean, yeah, you should have somebody screaming, John, crypto. It's exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to observe these things. The Pink Floyd right. money intro is no longer carries any weight. <laughs> Brendan, work on that. Okay. <laughs> so peer to peer payment. Yeah. Apps. Here's what the you, problem. What is the, the problem, problem is. They were meant to, their, their name tells you what they are. They're meant to pay, pay your peers, somebody you know. You go out to lunch, you go out to dinner, you want to split it five ways. Everybody shares the money by P2P apping them, their friend with a little bit of money to chip in for the check. What's happening is people have gotten so comfortable with this now that they're using these peer-to-peer apps to buy things online or when criminals contact you and trick you into doing something, they tell you to send the money by peer-to-peer app. And the problem is that once you send that money, and the reason why bad guys like it so much is it's instantaneous and the transactions are nearly impossible to reverse. Mm. So if you stick with what they're meant to be for, a peer-to-peer transaction to someone you know, and you make sure you type in the number correctly or you have it already in there so you know it's because people sometimes type in the wrong number and ask to get the money back which is something scammers also do, and you're never going to get the money back. And if you send it to a criminal, you're never going to get it back. And the sad part is that even if you get this, like Zelle is marketed by the banks, you say, well, I must have the fraud protection by the bank. You don't. This is a separate corporation set up by the banks, and they'll tell you, Mr. Landecker, did you did you give the fraudster? Did you send them the money, Mr. Landecker? Well, yeah, but they tricked me. Yeah, but you sent the money to them, right, sir? Right. Well, yeah, I did, but well, sorry, that's not a bad transaction. That's just you were not being smart enough and sent them the money. 
Sorry, we can't help you. That's not a suspicious or fraudulent transaction. A lot of people, there's a huge article I wrote about this on Checkbook. A lot of people are getting burned by this. One of the reasons why Congress is actually looking into these peer-to-peer payment apps because they've been so uh, want to uh, help people when there's problems. They just don't provide any basic fraud protection whatsoever. So know that before you start using these things. So there's Zelle. There's, is it called Venmo? Venmo, Cash App, yeah. uh, PayPal has a, a peer-to-peer right. app. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. But again, it's not, you know, most cases, uh, you know, a lot of people use uh, PayPal, which seems to be a little bit better than the rest. Right. But, uh, you know, it's just not like using a credit card or writing a check or something. There's just no fraud protection basically whatsoever with these things. Well, as you say, the key ex- the key term in all of this is peer-to-peer. Uh, yep. let's, let's get to uh, the, back to the article. Uh, that we're yep. talking about, uh, talking about comparison shopping can save you a bundle. Explain. Yeah, that's the big thing, uh, Checkbook. We've uh, learned over 40 years of uh, price surveys that you don't always get better a quality service just because you pay the highest price. A lot of people think, well, I'm hiring a plumber or an electrician or a carpenter. They charge a lot of money. they got to do good service. No, they just charge a lot of money. And our surveys <laughs> month after month, year after year, show that you have to get a good service provider, but that the money you pay is no guarantee of quality whatsoever. There are great uh, companies that charge reasonable amounts of money, and there are lousy companies that charge a lot of money. So you got to do your time, shop around, Check out their reputation, check out their price, and also, John, check out the warranty. A lot of people, if you're buying something like a furnace or an air conditioner or a roof, you need to check out the warranty as well as anything else. Example I give is I put an air conditioner on the back of my house. We never needed air conditioners in Seattle until this global warming thing started up, and now we have 90-degree days here, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I know I grew up on the East Coast. I know what a hot day is. but uh, And so I had two models to choose from. They were almost the same price. One came with a 10-year warranty on the compressor, which is the part that breaks. One year, one had a 20-year warranty on the compressor. Well, which one did I take? The 20-year warranty. I have 10 more years of warranty for the major part that could break almost for the same amount of money. It took just a little bit of effort to shop around and find that out. But that's the kind of thing you can do if you price shop and comparison shop. we got about four minutes left. I'm going to jump okay. ahead. to uh, Yes, sir. And also encourage everyone to... Check out this entire article uh, online. Slow down when you're being rushed. Once again, Herb, you des- you describe something that recently happened with me. So, okay, I wanted to hear well, your take you- on it. As you may know, you know the the con artists know what they're doing, and they use mm-hmm. fear to get you to do what they want you to do without thinking. They call you in the middle of dinner. They call you late at night. They call you in the morning when you're getting up. You're doing something else. All of a sudden, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be sued. Your checking account has been blocked. You can't get access to your Social Security benefits. The fear mechanism starts going on in your brain, and the, the thinking side shuts down. And if anybody is threatening you like that out of the blue, the IRS doesn't call you like that, so security doesn't call you, your credit card company doesn't call you, your utility company doesn't call you and threaten you, Stop, get out of the situation, and do one of a couple of things. Either talk to a friend or a loved one whom you trust and ask them what's going on, or contact someone you trust, the Better Business Bureau, the AARP Fraud Watch Network. The number is, you can Google that or it's in my story. They will talk to non-AARP members. It's a fabulous service. They know all the scams. They'll tell you what's really going on. And the number one tip I got from my friend at the AARP Fraud Watch Network is, listen to your gut. A chemical reaction is taking place. It's your brain's way of saying, 
warning, warning, this is not right, stop, slow down. And if you give that gut feeling that the right to overrule you when you want to do something that you think you should do, listen to it because it's probably right. I can tell you in 40 years of consumer reporting, I bet 90% of the victims I've spoken to said to me, you know, it just didn't seem right. I really didn't think I could get a million dollars if I gave them my credit card and they could charge a thousand dollars on my card. But you know, it just sounded so good. I really didn't think that whatever, but I just, I got caught up in the moment and they were so, so good. Stop slow down. That's where you make the mistake. These are professionals. Many of them now are overseas. They do this eight hours a day. This is how they make their living. And every time they they fail, they don't get a victim. They learn from their mistake and get better the next time. They use every trick in the book, phony phone numbers showing up on your caller ID, fake websites, uh, bogus links and text messages that you respond to without thinking. You got to stop and slow down because in this digital world, John, the uh, the rule I've come up with is there's no undo button. If you are online and you know, you you gave out a credit card number, if you had given out your social security number to whatever that was that you were pricing shopping for uh, car insurance with, if you'd give them their social security number, you gave it out. There's no undo button. You right. can't take it back. Right. You know if you, if that that's the the number one rule you have to remember is you've got to think before you do this before you submit something because in the digital world hit submit, it's gone, and they've got it, and they can use it, and it, they can make your life miserable. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if somebody gets scammed uh, that they feel, got about 30 seconds here, that, uh-huh. they've, been, that they've been taken, they're uh, embarrassed, they don't want to admit their failing, yep. failings, and they would never report it. Do you find that to an Re- extent? Yes, anybody can be the victim of a fraudster. It doesn't right. matter your age, your education, your financial situation. These are pros. If that happens to you, tell somebody, talk to somebody in your family. Don't be embarrassed or report it. There's a great organization called fraud.org. They take in complaints. They anonymously share them with 200 law enforcement and consumer protection agencies in Canada and the U.S. They go after these guys. They can't get them all, but they have had successes putting people behind bars. The worst thing you can do is feel like it was you right. who did something wrong and then and just let yourself stew on this. People get really depressed. I mean, people have committed suicide if they lose enough money. Don't do that. Realize that anybody can be snookered by these professional criminals and talk to somebody and deal with it and then move past it and report it so you can protect other people. That's the best you can do at that point. Sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes the authorities can pull the money back. If you, if you act quickly enough, they may be able to go around the transaction and suck the money back for you. Herb, thank you so much for being on. Uh, learned a lot. Learned, and we'll have you back again and learn some more. Thanks for being with us and have a great night. The, thank you, John. Uh, it's always a pleasure.